Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. To get the latest updates or to watch this week's message, visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. Hello, my friends. I just just want to begin with a passage of Scripture out of Philippians chapter 4. It says this. It says, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. I mean, I feel like we could stop right there, you know? I mean, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And listen to this. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That is good, right? That is so good. And today I want to talk about the peace of God. Now I know that you, me, all of us, we are an exceptional group of people, right? I mean, we, there's no way that we are feeling anxious in these days. There's no way that any of us are feeling any sort of stress. No, no, no. We're all really good, right? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the truth is, this is one of our culture's greatest struggles. We lack peace. The world that we are creating, the media that we feed on, the social and societal division that we perpetuate, the conversations that we have, they are full of anxious thoughts. We lack peace. We need the peace of God. Our bodies feel it. The battlefield of the mind, it's very, very real. And and we have this scripture right here in Philippians that speaks straight to the heart. You know, I'm aware that the topic of peace is probably some well-traveled ground in the church world these past few months. And perhaps you're feeling today, I'm a little bit over the hump of temporal anxiety. Maybe that's where you're at. Some of you are maybe saying, I never feel anxiety. I never feel anxious. I'm I'm always at peace. If that's you, I want to hang out. Um, And then I know some of us, though, we, we, we feel, you know, the weight of stress or we feel anxiety and it fills our days. And I know that's where a lot of us are. And no matter if you are or if you are not feeling the peace of God, I know that all of us would agree that our world is in desperate need of God's peace. And so I want to talk about this word peace uh, because this has been a, this is an important subject in our world and it has been for decades. I mean, we talk about peace in so many different uh, contexts, right? We, we, wanna, we want peace. We want to see the end of strife. We want to see the end of social divides. We want to see the end of of racism and war. Uh, We all want to see that because it breaks our heart when we see injustice, when we see mindless acts of hatred. For example, the recent murder of Ahmed Aubrey, those sorts of things break our heart. And we wonder, why is it so hard to live in a world where there's peace? You know, the actual peace symbol, the, the one that we all know, the one like in this picture, was designed in 1958 by a British artist to advocate a campaign for nuclear disarmament. So they created a peace sign to say, hey, 
let's have peace instead of like bomb each other with nuclear weapons, which sounds fantastic, right? I'm in. That is worthy of a commission of a graphic artist to create the peace sign, right? And the idea of peace in our world has become the hope for the absence of things like war, war and threats of violence. For most of us, we see peace as the absence of something. It simply means the absence of conflict, the ceasing of war and destruction. Uh, and that's the big picture peace, right? That's like world peace. That's what we all would want. But in the day-to-day -day context, we might say other things. We might say things like, I want peace and quiet, which is also the absence of something. It's the absence of noise. Or we might say, I want peace in my home, which is also the absence of something. It's the absence of arguing or perhaps, uh, you know, throwing things in the house. We just, want the, we, we just want the absence of fighting. So in other words, for a lot of us, peace is fundamentally achieved when there, when there is the absence of something. Peace is what happens when there is no war, no strife, no anxiety, no conflict, no stress no noise, no yelling, we're at peace, right? This is what we think of when we think of the word peace. Yet in the scriptures, we read of a peace that transcends understanding. I actually think I understand a kind of peace that's absent of something. I, I can wrap my mind around a peace that is absent of war. I understand it, at least intellectually. So. What is a peace that transcends understanding? That's something different. And for the skeptic, they might say, I'm not really interested in something I can't understand. Why would I want the peace of God that transcends my mind to comprehend it? I think Paul is up to something in the scripture, and I think it's quite clear that he's talking about a peace that is beyond words. It's something that we can't even describe. It's transcendent in its descriptors because it's so great and so grand that it's like that day when you go, oh, I don't, it was so amazing. I came in to describe you. You wouldn't understand how wonderful it was. And we use these, this, this language and this, the scriptures that are beyond words. It was so great, right? Like you don't understand. Perhaps there's a kind of peace like that that's beyond description, that's beyond the words, that transcends our understanding. Many of us know that the Hebrew language, uh, the word peace is the word shalom. And I've talked about shalom before, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of descriptors of what the word shalom means, because actually the Hebrew language has way less words than the English language. So one word in a Hebrew language may mean 10 English words. It's just a lot more pliable language, right? And so, for example, the word shalom not only means peace, but it means safety and happiness and prosperity and favor and health and completeness and wholeness. And it wasn't just defined by those things, but actually shalom means the presence of those things, meaning whenever you say shalom to someone, you are actually hoping that those things would come upon them and be over them and that they would have the presence not only of peace and safety and wholeness and favor, but it would be an embodied within them and over them that God would give them peace. So peace in the scriptures like Philippians 4 is actually the presence of something. It's not about the absence of things. So if you're feeling anxious right now, perhaps it's not about getting rid of anxiety, but it's about the presence of peace. If you're feeling 
fearful of the future and the fear of the unknown. Perhaps it's not the absence of fear, but it's the presence of peace. If you're worried about money, maybe it's not about getting rid of worry, but it's about the presence of money. Just kidding. It's about the presence of peace, right? About the presence of peace. And too often we look to get rid of things instead of trying to get a hold of the right things. We think about the absence more than the presence. You know, when Grayson was about 18 months old, he was an early riser. He would get up early and he would wake up and he would immediately begin crying. And at the time he was in a crib and I kind of get why you would cry. I mean, here you are kind of trapped in this confined, you know, like two by four box and every morning's got to be a little traumatic. Like what if today's the day no one comes? You know what I mean? Like, so they begin crying. Like what if today no one picks me up? I am in prison, so to speak. So every morning he wakes up, probably fear hits him right in the face. Like, oh no, I'm trapped. And he begins crying. And in our house, what he would do is he would begin saying, dad, dad, dada, dad. I mean, it was like really loud, right? It was, it was quite funny. And, I, and all, every day I would lay there and really early and it'd take forever to get up. And I was always hoping that he would say, ma, mama, mom. That's what I wanted because Christy, every morning would look at me and say, hey, he's calling you, you know? So I would get up. I would go in there, I'd look down at this pitiful little child and trapped inside of this crib, reaching up, crying. And I would pick him up. And as soon as I would pick him up, the crying would cease. And he honestly would begin usually laughing and he was ready to play and he was happy and it was, he would, you know, want to go downstairs and start playing. I'm like, you know it's 5.30 on Saturday, right? But I remember the morning, I got this picture when this happened. I picked him up and he immediately quit crying. And I got this picture of like a child in distress reaching out to their father. And then when the father comes, picks him up, in the presence of the father, immediate peace occurs. And it's just a beautiful picture. I mean, picture that. How powerful is that? That as a child of God, we have moments of distress. We have moments in which we cry out to him. And it's the presence of our heavenly father. Not the absence of all this other stuff, because it may still be present with us, but it's the presence of our heavenly father where we find peace. Peace is all about the presence of God in your life. And we really see this, you know, all throughout the scriptures in so many different ways. Uh, you know, when when Jesus comes to the disciples and he's walking on the water, you know that story, right? Matthew 14, it's also the story where Peter steps out of the boat and he walks on the water as well. And, and, and one of the amazing things about this story is that, that Jesus is with them the evening before this occurs. And he tells them to get in the boat and go on out ahead of him. And don't you know that Jesus knew what was coming? He knew exactly what was coming. He didn't need the local, you know, weather forecast team to tell him that a storm was coming. Like, he knew it was coming, and he sent him out, and he knew what would happen. And it says, it says that the wind was so significant. The wind was blowing against them. The waves were crashing, that it was so strong that they could not get back to land. And then it says in verse 25, 
Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them. So think about this. Jesus waits until it's almost dawn. He waits through the entire night. They've been fighting the waves and the wind for quite some time now. And he waits. And when, he's, and when they see him, they're afraid, of course. And they're in the middle of this storm, and they're freaking out. And this is what the disciples did often, which BT dubs were very much like the disciples. We are often in the middle of the storms, fighting against the wind and freaking out. My word to you is this, is that Jesus doesn't always show up to take things away. He comes in the middle of the storm. The wind was still blowing against them. And peace is not found in our set of circumstances being absent of problems. Peace is not about the absence of problems. He may not deliver us, deliver us from it, but he will meet us in it. We are constantly reminded of this throughout the scriptures. He doesn't take me out of the valley. No, 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 no. What does he do? He will guide me through it. He will be with me, and I do not have to fear. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I want to try and capture some things, some of the things I've kind of already said, but a couple of the thoughts from this amazing Philippians passage that hopefully will stick with us today, because I know some of us really like those three-point sermons, and so I'm going to give you three solid points here, all right? You ready? So if you take notes, this is all for you, right? I'm not a point person, but I'm about to make three of them. Here we go. The first one is this. Peace is more about presence. It's not about the absence of things. Certainly, it's okay to have some things absent. We get that. It would be great to be absent of war. It would be great to be absent in our day and age right now, worry and anxiety. But it's always more about presence. It's about the presence of our Heavenly Father. It's about abiding and spending time with Him, getting in His presence, finding peace with Him. And that'll help us find peace with the other things in this world. Because you know what happens is whenever we do get stressed and we do get anxious, we, we typically have our go-to sort of, you know, list of practices that we do. For some of us, when we, when we get anxious, uh, we may go to something like food to find peace, or we may go to binge watching, we may go to getting out of town, or we may go to immersing ourselves in some project or shopping. I get it, we all need our escape mechanism. But here's the problem with all of those things. None of them really work. <laughs> Only the presence of the Father gives us the confidence to find true peace. Escaping is okay, but every, every effort to escape and avoid just prevents us from being able to feel healing and finding true peace. Get in His presence as much as you can by the way you listen, by the way you worship, by the way you think about things. Philippians 4, if you kept reading down in verses 8 and 9, it says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Do you know that those things are the things of the Lord, right? This, this is what should be present in our life. This is what our minds should be thinking about. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me. Thank you, Paul. We've learned a lot. Put it into practice. And the God of peace 
will be with you. That is, that is so good. Second thought. Peace is always near. Peace is always near. You know, the Philippians passage that we've read and that I began with, it begins with this amazing four-word sentence. The Lord is near. He's not elusive. He's not hard to find. He's not trying to avoid us. He's near. He's near us if the storms are present, but he's also near us in the middle of an ordinary day. The Lord is always near. You know how you can say some things come with the other? Like you go to Chick-fil-A, you're going to hear someone say my pleasure. One thing comes with the other, right? It just happens. If the Lord is near, then his peace is always near. His peace is always near. One thing comes with the other. And we just want, I just want to encourage you to that. He's not a fair-weather God that only shows up in the good times, but he's also not a God that only shows up in the drama. He's always near. Third thought. Peace will guard your heart and mind. Peace will guard your heart and mind. Verse 8 says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. It's so good. I can't even describe it how good it is. That understanding, right? It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, once I realized that peace isn't about just getting rid of things, it's not about the absence of things, once I realized that that peace isn't elusive, it's not hiding or even hard to find, but that peace is near, well, then the peace of God works like a guard for my heart and mind. You see, our heart and our minds are vulnerable, aren't they? What about our hearts? How easy is it for our heart to be hurt? How easy is it for our heart to be broken? brokenhearted, right? How easy is it for our hearts to be disappointed? We feel it because our hearts are vulnerable. Our minds are vulnerable too. Our minds can be deceived and led astray and confused and even sick. They can become angry. I know in this season we are in right now, people are easily getting angry. They're easily judging others. They're easily, our minds are so, we lack so much peace that everything becomes divisive. Everything becomes confused. And it's hard to make decisions. It's hard to know what to think. Our minds, our minds are vulnerable. You know, in this world, mental health-related struggles are the underground pandemic of our day. Our minds and our emotional struggles, um, uh, a lot of us live under the weight of that every day, the stress of uncertainty. And we need something to guard our heart and mind and the peace of God can do that. I know that some of us, even in a statement like that, like, yeah, 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 you don't understand. I love, I love Jesus and I do my best, but yet I still struggle. I still struggle to feel the peace of God. So what's that about? I love him and I'm trying my best, but it still not seems to be working. Listen, listen, I, I'm not sure we are supposed to be absent of struggle. I'm pretty sure even as a person who has God with you, 
that we're still going to get wet from the storm. We're still going to have the wind blowing against our face. You know, that night that, that Jesus walked out to them on the water, Peter was there, and there's a moment, right, where he's in the storm. He's getting wet. The wind is blowing against them. And, he's, and, and, and when that moment, what did Jesus do? Jesus invited them to step deeper into it and to trust him. So when Peter did it, guess what happened? Like everything changed instantaneously, new reality. It was like an, a reality that transcended his understanding. It was like absolute peace in the storm. But it only happened for a moment because what happened? Well, Peter got afraid. Peter looked at the waves and the wind and he got afraid and he began to sink. But what happened then? Well, Jesus reached out his hand and he grabbed a hold of Peter and he pulled him back up. That's what Jesus does. Jesus will guard us. The peace of God works like a guard over our heart and mind, even as we continue to struggle through. And so listen, I'm not, I'm not sure where you're at, but I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Peace is about his presence. Peace is always near. And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. And we all need the peace of God. And I would assume right now in this day, this time, this season, this is something that each and every one of us need to be encouraged in. And I just want to do this. As one thing comes with the other, right? God says that we can ask. God says that we can pray. And that he will hear us. And why does he hear us? Well, because he's near. He's not too far away. He can hear our voices. And just as he hears us, he wants to answer our prayers. Does he give us everything we ask for? No. But he does answer our prayers in the way that he seems or that he sees best. And so as one thing goes with the other, we can pray, we can ask, and we can ask the giver of peace to give us peace. And so I want to do that right now. We're just going to pray together. So would you bow your head and pray with me? And if today you need peace, I, I want to lead you in a prayer for you to just ask the Lord for peace. God always invites us to ask him for what we need. So we're going to do that. So I'm just going to pray. Come Holy Spirit, thank you for being near to us. Thank you for your peace. For a moment, I just, I just want you to consider, do you need the peace of God right now? ask you, do you find yourself tipping towards anger easily or negativity, judging others? If you do, you might need the peace of God. Do you find yourself feeling anxious or easily stressed? If you do, you, you need the peace of God. Do you find yourself worrying about things a little too much, feeling afraid of the circumstances? I mean the peace of God. If you, did, if you answered yes to any of those, I want to invite you to pray right now and ask for the peace of God. And I'm actually believing that when we pray, some of you are going to receive peace right now. And you're going to be surprised by it because you're going to be like in the coming days, like I feel different. And you're going to be trying to figure out why you feel different. And I'm telling you, the Lord is the giver of peace and he can give you peace right now. And if this 
today or in the coming days, you feel that peace over your life. Praise God. Say thank you, God. Would you say this if you want peace today? Say, God, I want to be near to you and I want to be in your presence. Say, God, I want to be near to you and I want to be in your presence. Just say that. I want to be near to you. I want to be in your presence. Next part of the prayer, maybe just say this. Say, God, I trust you to lead me in and through the storms. I, God, I trust you to lead me in and through the storms. I trust you, God. And this is where we're going to ask for it. So, God, I ask for peace. I ask for your peace. Can you just say that? God, I ask for your peace. Guard my heart and mind. Guard my heart and mind. Amen. Amen. We're going to worship. We're going to respond. And I want to continue to allow you to just lean in, not only in worship, but in just this, this gift of God he is the one that truly does bring light to the darkness. He is the one that is the miracle worker. He is the one that will always make a way for us through the storm. So we're just going to sing, worship our Savior. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.